Everyone in Hollywood loves a good movie about Hollywood, so we got our buzz on. Welcome to Buzzed Off Film, this spoiler-free mini-episode review show, a sister podcast of High On Film. I'm Chris Maxwell, your host, for the next 15 minutes of spoiler-free talk on La La Land from 2016, written and directed by Damien Chazelle and uh, composed by Justin Hurwitz. How about that? This is also our second installment in our three-part series featuring three different directors having their third film uh, open in these last few weeks. I think uh, across the nation now. All three. Check them out. Uh, let's get to my co-host. He is the man right to my left. He is the podcaster of disaster. The mother of dragons, one of Earth's mightiest heroes, and the Brad Davis that God gave us. Brad Davis. Hello. Hey, Brad. Hey, Chris. What's up, dude? Not much. Here's what we do after Manchester by the Sea. Yeah. We watch La La Land. Yes. How about that? Uh, an it, it, old it, school musical. It was a smart move, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Singing, dancing, feeling good, mostly. Um, yeah, this Damien Chazelle, of course, uh, came into my vision with Whiplash, which I also loved. One of my favorite films of that year. What was that two years ago? Yeah, yeah, not last year. Not last year. No, two years ago. And uh, yeah, I have not seen his first movie, which also deals with jazz and music, called Guy and Madeline on a Park Bench. And uh, when I last looked, pretty hard to find. Yeah, so, not surprising. Yeah, what? You, not surprising, really. Even with Whiplash and now La La Land, well, I think just, it's just because. I mean, we haven't. Like, I had never really heard of it before, and isn't it, like, almost like a student film or something? I think so. I, it's in black and white. I, I right. I'm just saying. Gathered. I'm just saying, not surprising. Okay. Well, I really want to see it. Brad is not surprised at the availability of indie films. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Come on, in this day and age. I, well, I'm just saying. Everything should be available all the time, somewhere. Nothing surprises me anymore, Chris. In all fairness, I didn't check iTunes. <laughs> Called the, iTunes? Amazon doesn't have it. Well. Not on Netflix, not on iTunes is a pretty big one to not check. I know, but we don't have it on the TV. We'll have to watch a whole movie. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. <laughs> All right. If you haven't heard of this movie, <laughs> La La Land, of course. Not Guy and Madeline on a park bench, but La La Land. Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone. Uh, yeah, in a singing in the rain type musical. If you haven't seen the trailer and your YouTube is broken, we've got movie trailer voices coming at you. Brad and myself have written original movie trailers for La La Land. Brad? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. Let me do this. Uh, okay. In L.A., a city that worships everything and values nothing, a jazz pianist and inspiring actress fall for one another while still attempting to get their flailing careers on track. They sing and dance their way through the highs and lows of a modern romance and answer the, answer the ultimate question, what's more important, true love or your dreams? Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone are truly in La La Land. Nice. Thanks. It's funny that they're truly in La La Land. Yeah. Like they've been lying about them being in the movie. Well, like... I know, I, I know yeah. the play. I, yeah, yeah. I like to think of it in the literal. I know. Well, that's kind of what I was playing on. Sure. <clears throat> All right, here's mine. Take a trip beneath the sun and beyond the traffic to a town of artists, dreamers, and lovers known as La La Land. Meet Mia and Sebastian, two struggling artists focused on following their dreams. But when they're thrown together by happenstance and tangled in the magic of love, what happens to the dreams they were relentlessly pursuing? 
Doll yourself up, throw on your dancing shoes, and come on out to the city of stars. La La Land. Oh, that was good. Thanks, man. Yeah, hey, no you problem. too. Thank you. Thank you. All right. This, again, another two-hour-plus movie. All three of these movies that we're reviewing are over two hours. This one is the shortest, at two hours and eight minutes. To pee or not to pee, Brad, what do you do in this situation if you have consumed too much Coca-Cola or if you're at one of these newer movie theaters, beer or wine? Um, I mean, definitely be in your seats for the start of this film. The first yes. 45 minutes are probably the best of the, or the best parts of this film. Um, around, I guess, I would say the third act is where it's, it slows down a little bit for me there. And, I mean, there's a scene, there's a big dinner scene, and then there's a big, uh, a, a scene where uh, Emma Stone does a one-woman show. And I feel like after each of those scenes, maybe you have a little bit of time to run out to the bathroom real quick and not miss much. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, make it quick, regardless, because I think you, this is a movie you want to, you would prefer to see all of. Yeah. Uh, a very flushed out full world that I very much enjoy living in. Um, so, again, I don't know if I'd fully recommend going out because I, this is another movie I think I, I think I know I loved. Um, and I know I wouldn't, I didn't want to miss any part of it. No. But if you do have to go, I would say maybe after Ryan Gosling finds his car, you get a minute to dip out and come back without missing any of the real big stuff. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But so many good dance and song song and dance numbers. Uh, the songs are terrific. Yeah. Well, here, let's let's dive right in. I mean, this this always bleeds right into for what it's worth, where we measure our opinions, our reviews against the price of admission. Another $13.50 movie, Brad, here at the uh, the Landmark Theater. What do you Right think? here, where we are. Right here, <laughs> the Landmark Theater. Coming live yeah. to the Landmark. Yeah. If you look at our podcast pictures, that's uh Exactly where we broadcast from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Behind the scenes info. Yep. Um, what did I think? Of, I, I mean, this movie is all types of wonderful, to be quite honest. It's, the score is great. The songs are great. I mean, I've been listening to the soundtrack uh, already. I've already done that. And it's something that I imagine I'll keep listening to for a while. Oh, yeah. I keep whistling City of Stars. It's, I mean, I, I imagine that's probably your future best original song winner. Yeah, unfortunately. Oh. It I, should oh, be I number two. I know. To I'm So Humble. From Popstar. From Popstar. I can't yeah. totally disagree with that, but... Uh, it will be robbed, I'm sure, at the Oscars. <laughs> but City of Stars is, I mean, I just find myself whistling it. Yeah, it's great. Um, Everyone loves a good whistle. I mean, the numbers are great. They shot the hell out of this film. Like the I mean, this is probably gonna win best cinematography. I would assume. Ooh, interesting. Maybe. That's uh, I'm just putting it out there. That's my guess. Yeah. This is gonna win best cinematography. Um, the Gosling and Stone blew me away. Especially Emma Stone. I, I always liked her as an actress. I think she was a very good actress. I liked her a lot in Birdman and thought like the Oscar nomination was deserving. This she floored me. I was I thought she was fantastic. Um, How do you feel about their singing and dancing abilities? I, I, I great. I mean, she her she has her, her audition song mm -hmm. um, is amazing. Uh, I mean, I think that's maybe what 
tips the scales a little bit why, why I mention her more than Gosling because yeah. she kind of has well, that Well, that's scene. the final song too. It's a Ish. big song. Yeah. Nah, well, yeah, but it's a big song for her and she she kills it and she has a beautiful voice. Kind of not, I didn't really know she could sing that well and Gosling has like this kind of weird, not the most talented voice, but a very interesting kind of real voice. Yeah. And I, I like that too. He's the one that sings City of Stars and I just kind of love the way he kind of trickles into the song almost mm -hmm. singing it like just kind of like stumbles into it a little bit oh i, I would say like, like on purpose uh, i don't mean daisically yes. like kind of enters these songs that's exactly the kind of the phrase i was using so i mean and i also lo love that this movie kind of pokes fun at the industry and the city and even at itself oh yeah but it's, it's all it's a love letter to los angeles and, and but for it's better or worse in reality like you'd believe all of this stuff could I, to a certain extent, happen, given that it's a musical. It's very funny you say that, because I think this movie very much exceeds in that world, in fooling you with its setting, because it's it feels very real and very complete, but it's not the real L.A., but, you know, it's not the L.A. that I see every day, right. but it makes you, it's, it's such a fun, hyperbolized representative, and it feels incredibly authentic. Uh, as you say, it is shot great. I mean, the bold colors, uh, the beautiful framing is awesome. Uh, I don't know if it's going to win cinematography. It'll be nominated. I think maybe Moonlight could give it a run for its money there. Probably. I mean, I think um, it did win, like, the Critics' Choice Best Cinematography. Yeah. Who knows about Silence? I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, but true. Scorsese, you know, never really uh, skimps in that department. Uh, other Oscars, Best Song, of course. It'll rob I'm So Humble uh, from for Best Song. And, and I'll tell you... Best picture. If if there was a best picture factory yes. where they just made best pictures, yes. this would be the template. Like it is, it has everything Hollywood wants. It's about Hollywood. It's brilliantly done. It has music. It's a throwback to old Hollywood. Like yeah. everything there. Yeah, it's a bit of a Hollywood hand job, which yes. Hollywood loves. Um, Absolutely, but it's done very well. It's done with such care. Like I said, I loved living in this world. Um, I, I was ready for it to go on another two hours. And even, and I'm even like with all the great music and whatnot, like there's a, I mentioned before a dinner scene between Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling, which is just great dramatic acting. Yeah. Like just terrific. Uh, that scene blew me away. So I honestly can't recommend this movie highly enough. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been recommending it to people already. And in the end, I have a feeling this very well might end up being my favorite movie of the year. Wow. But so what's that worth to you? Yeah, at least 20. At least I mean, 20, honestly, 20. if you would have told me, if I knew what, the, if I could have seen the future and seen what I was about to walk into and you would have told me it cost me $25, I'm paying $25. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go another 20. I thought the ending was a little more strung out than it needed to be. Um, we differ a little bit on the ending. Yeah. I, I like it. I, I, well, I get it. I'm with you that the third act slows down uh, and I think that there is a little bit more of a expanded uh, closing sequence than needed. Not that I'm against the closing sequence, I just think it is a little a little much. Um, and as watching that closing sequence, I was even thinking, like, this is a little much, and when it got to the end, though, I was like, I really like it, but I can totally understand why somebody would say it's a little much. Yeah. Uh, and I do actually want to talk about... So, yeah, probably another 20 for me. I, I did love this movie. It's number three on my list uh, of the year. Um... But yeah, it, it, one of the lines, and I think it's even in the trailer, uh, that John Legend says is, how can you be a revolutionary when you're such a traditionalist? Mm. Now, if this is going to win Best Picture, one, do you think this movie's revolution revolutionary, or is it a traditionalist picture? 
And do you think that should play into its potential Best Picture win? I don't... I see this as a very traditionalist musical. I don't see it as much of a revolutionary musical in the vein of something like West Side Story, which won Best Picture, or like Cabaret, which I believe didn't win, but I believe was nominated. I might have won. I don't think it did. There's, okay. o- there's only a few musicals, and I haven't seen most of the Chicago ones. Chicago won. Chicago which is traditionalist. Yes. Sound of Music is traditionalist. I um, mean... You know, Singing in the Rain is revolutionary. This isn't revolutionary. I do think it's an, a, a much-needed update of kind of the original musicals, because really what we've gotten recently are musicals that exist on Broadway, and we're getting the film version of that. So I think it was a very necessary update and that it's done so well. And, I, I mean, I don't know what, especially people who love musicals, I don't know what more you could really ask for, To almost. Mm-hmm. I, 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 there's a point you've already, uh, you, we made kind of before we got on in the air where I kind of agree with you towards the end of something that maybe would bother people, but I think it's a necessary update, and I think that makes it important. Not revolutionary, but important for the film industry to have a movie like this. There you go. And who can ask for anything more? There you go. It's a song. It's a musical song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brad. You just saw La La Land. What are you going to do next? I mean, I, I, I kind of want to watch La La Land again. Yeah, me too. Uh, I know. I mean, I just want to go back and watch it again. I mean, I love the music so much. I love the performances so much. I, 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 it's just, it's, it's such an, it's funny because it's such an uplifting movie, but it can also be very devastating at moments mm-hmm. um but i just walked out of there just like kind of lighter than air especially after like watching manchester where i just feel like i've been grinded in the ground for two hours um <laughs> so yeah i just i just want to watch it again and i mean just uh chris you just saw la la land what are you gonna do next yeah immediate rewatchability <laughs> please here. yeah uh if they would have if they would have somebody would have walked in the theater like hey You, we're gonna give you a free screening because nobody signed up for the next one. If you want to watch it again, it's on the house. I've been like, yeah, I'll I'll stay and watch this again. There you go. I mean, uh, most of the music I've been listening to for the past six months, I feel, has been all soundtracks. Whether it's Hamilton or Popstar or now La La Land. Um, but yeah, I watch the movie, listen to the music, and again, like uh, I, I have to go back and watch Damien Chazelle's first movie. I am more curious about this movie than I am about any other of the uh, three directors we're going to be discussing here. I mean, this guy, I mean, he's a 31-year-old. Yeah. I I mean, this guy's a prodigy. I mean, just, I'm ready for this guy to be, you know, a crucial part of the movie industry moving forward. Is he taking Best Director Oscar as well? Uh, Very possibly. I kind of thought before this that it would be tough to get that from, I thought Moonlight would Mm -hmm. maybe, or even Manchester would be, but the way he he directed the fucking shit out of, excuse my French, he directed the hell out of this movie, and he probably deserves it. (laughs) <laughs> he directed the fucking shit out of this movie. Yep. I don't know why. That's all right. We have the explicit mark. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. I've never sworn on this podcast before, so. Yep. That's why you excused your French that Yes. Time. But no, I, I do want to go back and see some of the Best Picture Oscar winners uh, of the traditionalist fashion I've never watched. Like, An American in Paris, uh, which is the one I'm probably the most curious about. But like, Gigi and My Fair Lady I've never seen. Oliver. Again, you know, these very traditionalist musicals that I've never, ever watched. Oliver's great. Yeah, I really... I, I was always surprised at one Best Picture, though, a little bit. Yeah. But maybe you don't always need to be a revolutionary. Good traditionalist picture is quite uplifting. Screw you, John Legend. 
Come on. No, I love John Legend. I know. I didn't mean it, Everyone John Legend. Loves, yeah. I know you're I know you're listening. Let's go to a park. Uh, all right. Well, that's it for La La Land. Uh, anything to plug, Brad? Happy Always GP, Twitter and Instagram. Boom. I'm at Cross Maxwell. The show's at High on Film. And of course, if you aren't already in the middle of it, check out the Buzzdaw films on either side of this one. Manchester by the Sea. And up next, Rogue One. Uh, a new installment of some big franchise that we've never talked about on this podcast before. Never once. Uh, and of course, our Christmas episode, Elf. John Favreau's Elf. Out on Monday with uh, actress Kimberly Condick. So please look for that as well. And um, yeah, happy holidays. We love you. Goodbye.